Good day, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Chatting with the Lightkeeper. I'm Edward, and I hope you're having a great spring day wherever you are listening. Or perhaps it's a fall day if you are listening south of the equator. And if that's the case, are you getting geared up for ski season? It's always... It always is something that I've I've struggled with when my ski season has just ended, um, unlike a few people I know out in California and Nevada, whose ski season is going to go at least until until the first weekend in July, and I am kind of envious. But at the same time, ski season is kicking off all over the world south of the equator. So it's just one of those little fascinating things that has always kind of stumbled up my mind to think that when my skis are getting put away for for the spring and summer and, and early fall, that other people are breaking out their gear and prepping it to go skiing. So anyway, um, the last episode we chatted about stereotypes and the lifestyle and how negative stereotypes could possibly impact some of the the bad behavior that happens in the lifestyle because a lot of those stereotypes kind of go back to can be linked to bad behavior and so it was unintentional but after i finished that episode i thought more about stereotypes and the lifestyle and then I started kind of wondering, well, where do these stereotypes come from? How do how do people come to think that submissives are weak, uh, which is one of the big stereotypes out there, or that BDSM is abuse? Where do these where do these ideas come from? And it didn't take me long to sit down in front of the TV, and I am kind of sort of have been for a year. Um, binging bit by bit um old ncis um shows and well lo and behold there was an episode where there was some bdsm in it and guess what the victim of a murder was into the bdsm lifestyle and the suspects the people who the evil people that killed this this glorious marine they were in the lifestyle too, or were recruited by her to do all these weird, sick fetishes to her, which resulted in her death. And so, yeah, I started going, I went down the media route and thought, hmm, how can the media, you know, how does it really color people who are not involved in the lifestyle? How does it color their view? And the first thing I was curious was how do most vanilla people out there respond to the lifestyle? What are their, the ways that they look at it? And yes, there are people out there who do see it as positive, even though it's not for them. And there are people that took exposure to it through music videos, television shows, movies, the famous 50 shades movies, um and books, there are a lot of romance, muddy romance novels that um do kind of glorify the lifestyle. Um not necessarily accurate portrayals, but they are sort of sensual I don't know if you were turned on reading the book, you might be turned on to open Google and 
look into it more. So there are a lot of ways that people get their eyes pulled to the lifestyle in positive ways, even though we can say things like the Fifty Shades movies were crap and they totally, you know, blew it, which is absolutely true, but it brought a lot of people to the lifestyle. They were curious, so they started researching, started looking, started learning, and that's that's a good thing. Um, so anyway, I was just curious how most people perceive the lifestyle. The first thing that people who are not open to it and were very anti is they believe it's dangerous. That BDSM is dangerous because it's physically abusive and bondage and spanking. If these are done wrong, they can cause harm. That's no shock. We In the lifestyle, we know, we understand, we talk about that. That's why we talk about safe, sane, and consensual. That's why we talk about rack, risk-aware, consensual kink. That's why we talk about it's good to be a prick or to practice the four C's. We, we talk about that in the lifestyle. The safety and consensuality is so, it's so key to what we do, but to people who don't understand that, because they don't see that, they see BDSM as dangerous. And on top of that, oh my goodness, in the lifestyle, we are accepting people for the most part. There are, of course, exceptions to this. Uh, the people involved in the lifestyle, we're open-minded. You know, we might have sex practices that are non-traditional, you know, like, you know, bondage and domination and ropes, whips, chains, you know, all of those things people consider abusive and cause psychological pain, humiliation, and de degradation. All these things make it immoral. And what really offends a lot of the immoral majority people is not only are BDSM and, and DS people typically more open-minded sexually we're open-minded and accepting of people who are different meaning gasp we don't care what pronoun somebody wants to be called by we respect people that are you know lgbtq plus people they're accepted in the lifestyle you know you you may not be able to say gay in florida but if you go to a lifestyle gathering odds are you're going to be accepted no matter what pronoun you want to be called by and what you identify with sexually and all of that stuff, because we're accepting of all of those things, for the most part in the lifestyle, there are a few curmudgeons out there who are not, but the lifestyle is a very open-minded place. So thus, open-mindedness and acceptance makes us immoral. And... The other thing is when the news media gets a hold of a story that somehow involves BDSM. Uh, an example would be, I mean, it goes back to, oh, I want to say, I want to say it was two years ago, uh, The Guardian, uh, British, I believe it's English, I believe it's an English paper, um, but it's a worldwide fairly well well respected obviously very well respected journalistic platform but they did a story on a 
uh, a mother who is involved in in the DS lifestyle. And the whole point of the article, and I think whoever wrote it, kind of snowballed the the poor the poor single mother. And I don't I don't mean poor as in her her income status, but poor as in taken advantage of that it was going to be a story about how the lifestyle was positive. And of course it got spun into, you know, this mother does these immoral things and, and oh my goodness, and this person is raising a child. Oh dare they. So you see that whenever you see the news media get a hold of anything DS related. And just like, you know, TV shows, it's always, it's always a negative. It's always, you know, these sick and twisted people did these sick and twisted things. So for some people now, like I said, the 50 shades movie trilogy does portray the lifestyle as dangerous, abusive, and manipulative. We all know that, but at the same time, we have to respect that, that those movies still bring a lot of fresh faces to learn about what really goes on in the lifestyle. So there's negatives with the movies, but there's also some positives. Oh, but then I was curious beyond the Fifty Shades and beyond how the news media really makes anything lifestyle related they can. They sensationalize the heck out of it because, well, if it's sensational, it'll sell more. It'll sell more papers. It'll get more clicks. It's great clickbait. So... Here in the United States, um, there's a series of franchise, if you will, called Law and Order, and it's the original Law and Order. There's Special Victims Unit. Um, there's uh, I don't know that I don't know how many Law and Orders, but there's there's Law like you could watch TV for a year, I think, and not see anything but something in the Law and Order franchise. But every time the lifestyle was portrayed on Law and Order, or is portrayed on the Law and Order. Um, somebody involved in the lifestyle is either the victim of a heinous crime because they were involved in the lifestyle and on special victims unit where they deal with sexual assault as kind of their, their jam, if you will. Um, every time BDSM is portrayed, it's a form of sexual assault and exploitation. They're exploiting these poor submissive women, these dominance that are doing these evil bad things and of course you know murder rape gets more ratings so you know that huge franchise has never had a positive spin on on it and then a few years ago there was a big show sons of anarchy and there was some bdsm that was portrayed in sons of anarchy but it was always violent it was not um not i guess you could say good violent I know that sounds horrible, but it wasn't done there. Obviously, the consensual side of it wasn't there. It was just violence and humiliating, and it was done under the guise of the lifestyle. And, of course, maybe you don't remember Sons of Anarchy, but even if you didn't watch it, I'm sure everybody listening has heard of Game of Thrones. And, of course, in Game of Thrones, the lifestyle is torture and abuse. It is not obviously that way in the real world, but in the game of Thrones world, the lifestyle is torturous and abusive. And I have never seen this series, but an American horror story also has 
an episode or two that um, bring the lifestyle up. And it's, once again, it's sadism and brutality. It's just that, um, that abusive, assaultive, yeah, that, that sort of stuff, you know, and it's just, it's continuous. You never, ever see a positive representation of the lifestyle in TV shows and movies. There's, and I understand that that is fiction, right? So when you're doing fictional work, you need to do what is going to shock people to tune in to bring them back things need to be done in ways that sensationalize and drive clicks and drive watches and drive people to binge a show and all of that doesn't necessarily lend itself to accuracy in the least bit especially when it comes to something that many people in the vanilla world view as not a good thing and that's that's the s so it's not going to get positive reflections on tv shows and in movies and in videos and all of that good stuff so once that's acknowledged and we know that that even if somebody put out a beautifully done movie where the lifestyle is presented realistically with love, with kindness, and 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 still with all the the sensuality and 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 sexuality. Say that that the Fifty Shades movies, you know, put out there, people wouldn't watch it because, you know, it didn't have that. I don't know that raw edge. I mean, yes, there would be some that would would tune in, but but it it just it wouldn't have that it wouldn't sell i guess that's the big thing i mean it gets back to the old saying that you know sex sells and so the lifestyle when it's used in media is used to sell not used to be accurate so how do we as people involved in the lifestyle how do we handle things when it when it comes up because we are going to just like the stereotypes we're going to bump into people who are going to have negative opinions and in fact when we come to the lifestyle if you think of all the negative ways that that the lifestyle is portrayed out there even if you're curious about it you're still i believe the average person is going to have trepidation. Um, they're going to have some fear. They're going to have anxiety because they've seen it linked to violence. They've seen it linked to murder on TV. They see it linked to, you know, immorality. And that and that's a big thing in a lot of places that are very conservative. Um, it could be a draw, but at the same time, while this thing might be a draw, the community that surrounds you would not be accepting of it, which makes it even harder to explore because of all of that. So it's very important that in the lifestyle that whether you're new or whether you're a veteran, that you continue to educate yourself about the lifestyle. It's 
diverse, it's complex, and it's not something that that can be just, you know, digested in a couple of memes or, you know, sitting for 90 minutes in a in a multiplex movie theater taken in a fictional movie. It's so deep, it's so complex. There are so many good books to read. There are some good documentaries out there. Hey, there's podcasts, you know, I I do one for what it's worth, but there are a lot of good podcasts. And every community out there, well, not every community, but pretty much every community has workshops. They have classes. They have ways that we can all learn more about the lifestyle. And it's very important to learn about the lifestyle because at some point, if you decide to hang around in the lifestyle and it's for you or you're really considering it and you're really hanging around and enjoying it, you are going to run into the misconceptions. You're going to run into the stereotypes. And rather than sit there and just stay silent or just not along with whatever the person is saying, sometimes we have to speak up. And I'm not saying that if you hear a couple of grumpy old men in a coffee shop talking about a Law & Order episode that they saw last night and, you know, how these sick and twisted BDSMers need to be blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying stand up and speak to those guys because there, there's no point. But let's say that you're chatting with, with one of your close friends, a trusted friend, and they make a comment about um, how everyone involved in the lifestyle is sick and twisted. And and obviously that's that's a very touchy subject. But you, you don't have to out yourself. You can very easily say, well, you know, I saw Fifty Shades of Grey. And so I was curious and I learned a lot about the lifestyle. It's not, you know, I'm not saying I'm Christian Grey, but, you know, I did some research and it's not what you think. And use what you've learned to educate somebody in a situation like that. You're not trying to convert them to the, the first church of dominant and submission, um, but you're just simply pointing out the inaccuracies of how what they have learned has been through negative stereotyping and, you know, something piqued your interest. So you explored and you learned and you learned it's that the stereotypes that they're, they're reciting to you are not, they're not correct. And, and, and just using that, just to kind of educate, not convert. And at the same time, you can, you know, you're not necessarily outing yourself. You just, you know, perhaps using the line, well, you know, I saw 50 shades and I was curious. So I started Googling and started learning. And it was really fascinating to learn about all these misconceptions that are out there. Another thing that you can do is when you're looking to educate and grow your own knowledge, there are some great organizations out there. Um, for example, the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. Um, they have this wonderful part of their website, um, and all you need to do is is Google National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, and it, and it is based here in the United States, but they have this wonderful area on their site called Kink Aware Professionals, and what that is great for is if you are, for example, seeking um, a counselor, a therapist, a doctor, a chiropractor, a, an attorney, a wedding planner, um, a home builder, all these different professions are there and you can find somebody there that is 
kink aware, is kink positive. So you don't necessarily have to hide it, which is amazing, especially when it comes to people that uh, look after our physical or mental health. It is great to be able to sit down and talk to a therapist and not have to um, hide that you're involved in the lifestyle or hide that you're poly because these are part of our lives and relationships are an important part of our lives. And so in, in, in finding somebody that you can just have that freedom to talk about it, same with, same with, a, you know, going to the doctor for your physical. I know it's not fun, but Hey, I am now over 50 years old. I don't feel 50, although I did the other morning, but that's a whole nother story. But when we even when we're in our 20s we may have physical conditions that might affect things that we can and can't do when it comes to the lifestyle maybe you have um a issue with blood clotting so impact play is something that you need to be very careful with and if you're curious about that and you have a condition that that like a blood clotting or you have um, you're taking a, a medicine that causes um, an issue with your your blood clotting um, you know keeping your blood from coagulating impact play and having that conversation with a medical professional is so important because that's definitely not something that you would want to trust your good friend google with so it's important to have the connections and they're right there if you and unfortunately, um, it's just based in the United States, so I apologize if you're not in the States, but there are other networks out there dedicated to it around the world. And another wonderful thing, I'm sure that, speaking of organizations, that um, you've probably never thought of, but how about going to a museum? There are museums out there that are lifestyle positive. Um, obviously the, the biggest one that, that pops to mind is not the sex museum in Amsterdam, although I've been there. Um, but in Chicago, which wonderfully is about, I don't know, six hours from me. I don't know. It's a, I get to, I get to 69 whenever I get to go to Chicago because I get to travel on I-69, but Chicago has a great little museum and also archives. If you are a history nerd, which I am, archives are fun for me. I know people out there listening up are like, oh my goodness, that how can going through old papers and such be fun? It is for me, especially when I have an objective to learn something. But in Chicago, they have what is called the Leather Archives and Museum, and it's devoted to being an educational resource about BDSM and positively promoting the lifestyle and they have classes like every day of the week they have a class there's something going on you know educationally there every day and i do believe some of those are even um events are live streamed or zoomable however it is that you um you remote educate these days but if you are in the Chicagoland area or traveling to Chicago for fun or for work, you know, take a little time out and learn a little bit about the lifestyle and the lifestyle's history. So there, there's that. And also another area that we can really do well with helping deal with our wonderful media, negative media outlook is 
engage with the community. Um, the more people that we meet and engage with in the community, the stronger resources we have. You know, you see an episode of NCIS where the doctor who is the, the I don't know, he is a criminal, what is it, forensic scientist or where they, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I enjoy the, the drama, but I'm not up on the, um, the educational requirements, but the respected older doctor in the show, um, you know, has nothing but negative things. Oh, well, if you're involved in, in this lifestyle, it's because you have suffered an immense physical trauma in your life. And it can cause all these bad things. There's nothing positive that comes out of people who go down this route. And, you know, like, makes it sound very real. Obviously, it's supposed to. It's a drama. But it's one of those things where they might bring up something that you have questions or you hadn't heard that before. And because you have your own community of, of fellow lifestylers, your little fam of lifestylers, you can go and say, hey, I saw this on TV. Has anybody ever heard of this? Is this just craziness? What is this? Where does this come from? So it's great to have the community, your own little community to, to, you know, go to when you come across these negative stereotypes in the media. Because not only are they on TV shows, but I guarantee if you searched, you know, went to Google and went BDSM news, you are not going to find news about a new technique or news about a new group that's getting together and offering classes, but you're going to see some scandalous report where some horrible crime has happened. And if they weren't involved in this kinky lifestyle, they would be fine today. So that is what you're going to normally find in the media, unfortunately. So having a community to go to is wonderful. And because we all are going to educate ourselves, continue to educate ourselves, have conversations with our community, in a way, we all have to be advocates for the lifestyle that we choose. If this lifestyle is something that you choose that is part of who you are and what you are and is part of part of you, when the time is right, we do have to be advocates for it. Like I spoke of earlier about having the friend that shares the misconceptions and the negative stereotypes that are out there in the lifestyle, perhaps because they saw a TV show or they, they saw something related to, you know, 50, they couldn't sleep and 50 shades was, you know, the trilogy was on. So they kind of got sucked in and we're watching that and we're, are telling you about how wrong and twisted and evil all these kinky people are. We all have to be advocates. And no, I'm not saying that we need to go out and, and protest and, I don't know, hold a rally at, at some TV network's headquarters because they had a negative story about the lifestyle. That's, that's not it at all. But in our personal lives with trusted and close friends and perhaps family, whatever is in your immediate circle, there may be times when you need to be an advocate and you don't have to out yourself to be an advocate. You can just be a supporter. It's, it's sort of like, you know, you can be an advocate and, and be all about supporting, support, you know, supporting rights of people that are different than you. It doesn't mean that you are like them. And so you don't have to necessarily out yourself to be an advocate, which is very important because many people fear 
fear that. And so you can be an advocate and it can be a positive thing. It's just understanding where where the negative vibes and negative crapola comes from and be able to counter that with actual fact rather than than fiction. But as I wrap this up, I don't want to leave this be a total, you know, it's all the media's fault because it certainly is not. Um, and the other thing, we can't also sit here and play both sides of the both sides of the fence and say, oh, media is bad, media is bad, media is bad. Look at how it represents represents the lifestyle and all these things that gets wrong and how it negatively, you know, causes all these issues potentially for us. But at the same time in the lifestyle, the media does so many wonderful things. It really does. And I know, I know I've said this before, but look at the 50 Shades. It brought and still brings so many new people to explore the lifestyle. And people are smart. They realize they've watched a fictional movie. They don't believe a dominant is going to be like Christian Grey. And with a couple of Google searches, they can find information that teaches them otherwise if they thought that was the case. And I think that goes back to part of our, our being advocates of the lifestyle. When we do interact with somebody who's new, you know, talk to them uh, openly about some of the stereotypes because they may have them. And it would be very, I would expect, very common for somebody to have some potential ideas that are not, I guess, rooted in fact um, because of the way they've seen the lifestyle portrayed um, in TV and in movies um, or in, in books that were fictional. But, you know, the best fiction does have truth rooted in it. So I can understand that. And being an advocate, we do need to um, talk to those people who come to the lifestyle um, because they saw something on TV, they saw a movie, they read a book, somehow they got curious. And pretty much nowadays, however somebody gets curious and comes to the lifestyle, they are also going to be exposed to all the all the bunky stereotypes and myths about dominance and myths about submissives and switches and all the propaganda about poly people that is out there that is negative. So we need to be we need to be advocates and, and when we do interact with people who are new be open and talk about these these things so that we can um, not only educate them, we can start to build a better community. And, you know, when we start to educate them, we start to talk with them. And when I say educate, it means having a conversation, speaking person to person. It doesn't mean that you are professional spanks all butts, you know, or, you know, Dr. Bondage, and it's time for your lecture on whatever. It just, it means just being a friend, reaching out and saying, Hey, saw that you're new. Have any questions? Hey, did you watch 50 shades of gray? Or, Hey, did you catch that law and order episode where they talked about the lifestyle? And Oh my goodness, some of the stereotypes somehow bring it up and just, you know, you have a human conversation and you start to explore and you start to talk and you make it, you potentially can make a new friend and you make a new friend, bring them in to your circle. They make friends and the lifestyle gets stronger, better. And we are stamping out some of the, I don't want to use the word hurtful because that's the first word that pops to mind. And I, I don't think that's accurate. I would think 
we will deep six that word that just came out of my mind first and replace it with um, some of the negative connotations and negative things that surround the lifestyle. And so it takes all of us to do our part. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And please, no matter where you're listening, um, scroll down, click the follow button so you don't miss an exciting episode. And I hope everyone has a great week. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. <music>